Hello there amigos, welcome to PPC Burrito, the podcast that aims to deliver nourishing knowledge about the world of pay-per-click marketing. Hi there, I'm Michael Kenny. And hola, I'm Becky Hopkin, and we represent Digital Gearbox, a specialist PPC agency dedicated to helping businesses across the globe unlock new customers with awesome platforms like Google Ads. PPC Burrito exists to help you get the most out of your campaigns, but we're also here to meet talented marketers, hear their stories, and understand more about how marketing in general has helped their business grow and thrive. How you doing, Becky? Good, thanks. Yeah, it's uh, a bit muggy today, but other than that, I'm, I'm well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I uh, I mean, people are going to hear more about it next week when the next podcast drops, but we've just come from Adams Park, home of my favourite and the greatest football team in the land, and I finally got my dirty mitts on the playoff trophy. So I'm in a good mood. I'm in a really good mood today. Good. That's what we like. We like a happy, upbeat Michael for a, <laughs> a, a jazzy podcast. Jazzy podcast it is, and, and we do have a fantastic guest joining us on this week's episode. But, Becky, you have some news with regards to some new... I don't, I don't want to call it a technological innovation um, because it's something that a lot of companies do, but Google are looking to introduce something to their current ad service. What is it, Becky? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my hands up here and say I'm not sure whether it's super new or whether it's one that's just we've not noticed um, in the last couple of weeks because um, Google are being a bit sneaky at the moment and they keep doing all these little tiny changes <laughs> without announcing anything. So um, whilst we poke our heads around and we're looking for these things all the time, sometimes these things slip in. Uh, but this one is um, a new edition. It's only for the US as well. So this is relevant for any of our US friends or anyone managing US accounts that you now have the ability to set up call recording for any of your call ad or call extensions on your website. So basically you'll be able to log in and hear the recording of the call that happened as a result of your ad. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know how I feel about that because, you know, companies, yes, when you call up a company, they might say calls may be uh, recorded and for and monitored for quality and training purposes. Um, you know, usually the end user is fine with that. But I mean, where did, does the does the marketing, you know, does the does the advertiser have access to the call audio? Does that mean Google's also going to have access to the call audio? Um, some some kind of privacy concerns that I have here potentially on that. Yeah, well, apparently the recorded calls are available for thirty days after the date of the call, so it's not a, a keep forever thing. Um, but I, from a marketeer's point of view, I think it's quite a cool addition um, for anyone who, where you're not both the sales and the marketing person. Um, it's just a real opportunity for the marketing people to listen to the quality of the leads that are coming through and to know if they're genuine or not. Because I know it's quite difficult if you're not in the same room. If, if you can see that lead, you then have to pester the person you spoke to them to find out if it was a good call or not. Whereas this will eliminate the need for that. And it will just be a nice little quality um, sense check addition to to Google Ads. Um, but in terms of what Google says on the call to the end user, it says Google and its partners may record the call and retain this call for quality and research purposes. Um, that's the message that they will get. Um, but I, I agree that there might be some some end users 
not liking that. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. Well, that definitely sounds interesting. I think it'll be... I think it's one of those things that I need to see it in practice, really. Uh, like you said, Becky, currently only available to US advertisers, but I'm sure it'll be rolled out worldwide soon. Um, so, yeah, I guess we'll just have to make a decision when we finally see it. Hopefully, we'll see it very, very soon. But, um, yeah, interesting. Keep your eyes peeled for that, everyone. Becky, shall we talk to our guest? Let's. Since the dawn of time, there has always been the argument, SEO or PPC. Well, we believe a solid growth strategy should include both, and that attitude has resulted in a wonderful partnership with one of Oxfordshire's leading organic traffic experts. Leading the digital team at Banbury-based Technique Web, Laurence Caro combines his vast knowledge of all things SEO with a passion for helping elevate businesses to that next level. He's also a fan of dogs, so we were always going to get on quite famously. It's our pleasure to welcome this great marketing pro to the PPC Burrito today. Howdy, Lawrence. How are you doing today? Good morning, guys. That's a nice intro. Thank you, Michael. Had to be be done. We have to roll out the red carpet, especially when we're talking to SEO royalty, right? (laughs) I like that. I like that. I haven't been called that before, but yeah, that's that's a nice title. I believe you've been called Dave there, Lawrence. Dave. Dave from Michael. Was, wasn't that what you just said? Oh, a moment? Dave, oh, Dave. Yes, we had Dave. So, <laughs> PPC catch up call when Michael, I think Michael was on the way home in the car and uh, called him just to have a, a catch up on one, one of the accounts. And basically, he answered the phone saying, Go on, Michael. <sighs> Hello, babe. Babe. Oh, I thought you said Dave. Now, Dave, now, now it's That's even he... weirder. <laughs> well, the, the... Fact up as Laura. Laura. Yeah, so the, you know, the wife is called Laura, and I have Lawrence saved in my phone as Lauro. So they look very similar. I'm driving, I'm focusing on the road. All I can see is the L A U. And I'm like, well, that's Laura that she's calling me because, you know, I mean, I, the people that call me most are Laura and Lauro. So it was like, I've got a 50 50 chance here. Uh, and at the time of day, I was like, it's going to be Laura. So I was just like, hey, babe. And, and Lawrence is like, hey, are we are we there now? I know we've been working together for a while. It's been good. <laughs> well, you know, as 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 I said when we introduced you, Lawrence, we have got a fantastic relationship. We love working with you, um, and uh, I think that we're going to hopefully dispel a lot of myths because a lot of people still kind of go, "Oh, yeah, well, you should just do PPC. You don't have to do mm. SEO or, or vice versa." And yeah. uh, you know, I think it's a mutual understanding that we have that we're kind of like, no, no. No, you, you want to have both. You do want to mix the two together. You want to have your short-term strategy, your long-term strategy. Um, but we, we will get into that. Um, but but first of all, just want to say once again, thank you so much, babe, for joining the podcast. <laughs> and um, really, really looking forward to learning more about you today. No, cool. And just touching on that kind of PPC and SEO working in, in parallel, we had an inquiry already this morning um, where someone's been in touch to say, we need to look at organic because our PPC isn't as effective as, as it should be. But, it, you know, it's, it's educating clients to realise that and recognise that these systems can work, platforms can work together. Um, yeah. And it, because if your adverts are there and your organic search is at the top of Google, you know, you're yeah. going to cover a lot of that first page. Yeah. I think that there's so much confusion from people as well as to what PPC is and what SEO is and how they differ. And mm. for me, 
like they're they're working towards the same objective but the the methodology behind it is so different i think you are either a PPCer or an SEOer, you can appreciate each other, but we have very different skill sets, which is why we, we partner together so well. Um, yeah, I think so. Uh, the, the, the nice thing about PPC is, particularly when you know, the, the, whenever we launch a new a new website, a WordPress site, or a WooCommerce project, you know, the client always asks, you know, how quickly is it going to take to get to the first page of Google? We all know organic organically, it takes a it can take a while depending on the competition. So having that that PPC arm um, to, to, to kind of use as well. It, it just gets that instant traffic boost. And we, we've seen that in a recent project, actually. Yes, yes. So before we go on to, to sharing some specific stories, Lawrence, um, mm. perhaps let's start off with, with you just telling us more about what you do at TechniqueWare, because we've kind of covered a little bit of SEO, but you guys do more than that, don't you? Yeah, so so Technique Web has been, has been sort of, going since 2002 I think maybe just before um, and we've all historically we've been part of Technique Print Group so Technique Print were based in Banbury and I guess over over the years you know websites became uh, you know a request from clients and it kind of started that way um, and you know fast forward to now we're, we're no longer part of Technique Print because they've been acquired by a, a bigger printing company over in Whitney um, which means we sort of moved to our nice new offices in just outside Banbury in uh, Shennington. Um, and, you know, it's it's. It, I think it's worked well. We're, we're no longer in a, a busy print factory. We're in a nice sort of um, scenic office in, in the middle of nowhere. Um, and, it, and it, you know, it works really well. And and what we, we offer over there is we, we do still have the connection with the print guys so we can offer print design, um, graphic design, but we really now focused purely on, on WordPress and WooCommerce websites and, and SEO. And um, do you do you specialize in any industries or do you do you work across a variety? I think more and more recently, I think we've been sort of geared up to take on sort of large scale WooCommerce sites. Yeah. Um, I've always had a bit of a background working with e-commerce. Um, I'm lucky enough to have to have worked at a couple of agencies and also in-house. So I've kind of seen the client side as, as well as agency side. So that's that's been quite nice. Um, so I guess, yeah, kind of naturally, we've we've kind of moved towards WooCommerce websites. Um, the thing of that is obviously it's, it's great because you've got analytics to work from and there's a there's a goal and targets to hit each month. And I think that's what people need to, to really push projects on. Yeah. I think uh, for us as well, we, we like the e-commerce um, clients that we work with, it's always much easier when you when you have that clear revenue figure that you're you're working towards, and you can see that real ROI there. Um, and, and WooCommerce, I think for us as well, it's really easy for us to to get things like the shopping feed out of, and it's it's set, yeah. nicely set up for every e-commerce business. Really, there's not there's lots of plugins that you can use to to make it more efficient. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it. SEO in parallel, you know, you've got things like Yoast SEO. We've obviously you mentioned then the product feed. So mm -hmm. WordPress and WooCommerce out of the box, it, it lends itself, you know, really, to, to, you know, to be set up quickly. And I think um, a good example of that is the, the the site we launched at the start of lockdown when you know, um, you know, that particular client came to us and said, you know, one side of the business had gone quiet. We need to pick up the other side of the business, and we've never had a shop. Can you guys help? And I think collectively we've I think we've done a really good job on that one. 
Yeah, and you had a, a nice accolade from WooCommerce themselves so that the site got uh, spotlighted, didn't it? Yeah, so um, that was nice. It's never happened before, but they spotted it on one of their it was featured on a, on a WooCommerce webinar and they, they kind of featured it as a, as a highlight from the WooCommerce uh, sector. So that's that was really good. Um, Something to be proud of. Definitely, yeah, absolutely. It's, um, it's nice to have things like that, you know, pop up out of the blue. And uh, yeah, and that kicks the day off nicely when you get a message like that from WooCommerce. Yeah. And you can actually say, Lawrence, that you are an award-winning agency, you know, and, and that award it actually means something, doesn't it? It's, yeah, <laughs> it does. <laughs> recognition, relevant recognition for something uh, that you've done well. No, I think it, it, yeah, anything like that. I think, um, you know, even a, a pattern of that goes a long way. You know, I think anything like that can help people develop in a company. And, you know, I think it's nice to have that kind of awareness from WooCommerce because there's God knows how many websites out there that use their system. Um, yeah. And on their showcase, I think there's only 22 in the UK. So it's nice to be in included in that small amount of sites. Definitely. When you consider that the amount of WooCommerce websites there are out there to be included in that shortlist is, uh, is, is quite an achievement. So well done to you and to the team. Um, but what I want to do, though, now, Lawrence, is I want to I want to take the, the, the spotlight away from technique and uh, shine it a little bit more on you. Um, you know, you and I and uh, well, you and uh, Digital Gearbox have been working together for, for a while now. Sure. Um, but what I want to do quickly is um, I want you to take us back in time. I want you to take us back in time and uh, help us understand more about your background. How did you get into this industry and uh, and how has it led you to Technique Web and uh, how has your past experience helped influence your current work with uh, with your great clients? Yeah, good, good, good question. Um, it's, a, it's a funny one, really. I kind of fell into, into web design. Um, my background's always been, I've always been quite creative, you know, from doing art at school and graphic design and then after school it was kind of in that weird situation of you know what do I do next um six you know sixth form I think is the naturally you go there and again picking up art when I went to to Chendo at school in in Oxfordshire um from there it was you know everyone's off to uni but I didn't feel that was right for me I wasn't sure that I was there was an area I wanted to go into and I kind of just approached an IT company um completely different for what I do today, but basically they used to do, you know, IT support for Microsoft systems. Um, from there, I, I basically, the company was sharing an office with um, a South African guy called Franz, and he had, basically he was running a really small agency called Neon Lobster Design. There's a name for you. I like the name. <laughs> I'm imagining a big neon sign, lobster shaped in, in your point. Yeah, exactly, it was exactly that. Um, but he, you know, I think he just popped it in a name generator, neon lobster design, and that was that. So yeah, work started working with Franz, and and from there, I think over the, the sort of next two years, we, we grew the agency. Um, it got bought out by a bigger marketing firm, so we we moved over with them, and I think that's when we kind of got introduced to to bigger accounts and for me there it was a case of not only building websites which I which I'd done with France for the two years prior to that but also getting involved in SEO and that's where it kind of started um, and from that agency moved on to another small agency um, in, in Oxfordshire and then yet yeah, two years later or three years later um, actually at that, at that time I was also working in-house with um, a company in Banbury called Bywise, 
who sell white goods, basically, um, you know, dishwashers, washing machines. And went in there to basically help them improve their web presence. They had a, a Magento site, which I haven't used since. Um, <laughs> Shots fired. And um, yeah, so worked on a Magento site for there, just found this kind of passion for, for e-commerce, promoting them, you know, helped um, sort of grow the business with, with Jody and the MD there. Um, I think that was a really nice role, actually, because it gave me an opportunity to try out PPC, SEO, um, and managing the website, you know, for, I don't think they'd ever had that before. And it was kind of nice to have a free reign on it and just kind of test all these different platforms and ways of getting traffic in. And, and it worked. Um, so I think, yeah, a lot of my kind of foundations were built in my, you know, during my time there. And then from, from that kind of year, Technique um, approached me and said, um, you know, we've got a guy who runs our web team. He's, he's moving on to, um, to start a new job. Um, you know, would you be interested? And, uh, you know, here we are today getting noticed by WooCommerce and, you know, we've had a really good 2020 so far and, um, you know, hopefully it carries on. It's it's always good if you can have that in-house experience mm-hmm. before going to an agency just to, yeah. to understand the different marketing channels out there whilst you always kind of, you naturally drift towards the ones you like the most. Um, it's good to learn a bit about all the other areas because I think one of the things that, that you do really well, Lawrence, and is what we try to do as well is is to think holistically. And whilst we've got our specialisms, mm-hmm. we appreciate the wider picture, um, digital marketing picture. Well, actually, offline marketing. I mean, you've already touched upon the fact that you you had the print arm of the business and how yeah. important it is to to run a cohesive marketing strategy. Yeah. No, um, it, it is. It, I think, yeah, it's massively important, and you know all these different all these different um, ways of, you know, putting brands out there will all work together. Yeah. So have you have you got any stories, Lawrence, about a particular marketing effort for a business that's worked really well and kind of which channels worked for them? I guess, I mean, I'm <laughs> addicted to working on this this new garden product side that we're working on. Um, I think, yeah. you know, it's a classic, you know, we've, from, from launching, you know, was it, I think it was the end of April. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, for a, a new, a brand new domain name with no authority, um, you know, attacking it with a bit of an SEO hit from our side, you guys working on the PPC. Um, we had a really good first month. I think the sales were really good. And I think it shocked the, shocked the client, actually. I think they were, I know one of the guys said to me, we weren't expecting sales for a couple of weeks. And they didn't re- realise that it was going to be that quick. Mm-hmm. And I think from there, you know, the close relationship we've had and, you know, reviewing things, you know, often sometimes weekly with, with, with them and, and, you know, just tweaking things to make sure we're getting the most out of the, the traffic um, yeah. has, has done wonders for them. And um, it looks like this month's going to be a really, really strong month. And I think we won't be far off what their their target was. Yeah, it's, it's looking good. Um, I, I had a peer over the account manager's desk the other day and it was looking very exciting. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's great to see, and I think, um, yeah, I think we're going to have a, a really good good case study on that one. You know, when we look back at that in, in six months' time, and uh, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a really nice one. So, I mean, we speak with a lot of people who who don't understand SEO. They they might even get PPC more than they get SEO. So, mm. can you share kind of the kind of things you look at when you're when you're doing SEO for for a client like that? 
Yeah, I think um, one of the most important, I actually was chatting to uh, one of our clients yesterday, had a new marketing lady join and um, she wanted just basically just a quick run through of, of what's involved and, and what we think is working and what's not working. Yeah. And basically, you know, the four things that I think when we strip everything away, you can get carried away with lots of different SEO techniques. And mm-hmm. obviously the main thing is to to make sure we've got the site, you know, the general housekeeping and all the, you know, is it, there's no errors on the site, there's no broken links, it's all working, um, Google like it. I think the way that to look at it from Google's point of view is they are trying to give their end user the best result for what they're searching for. So yeah. the four things I always say to clients is, you know, let's make sure that A, the, you know, the site is, is loading quickly because we've seen that across devices now people just you know, they get frustrated and they, they leave sites if they're not loading quick, quickly enough. Yeah. So A is the speed. B would be, is your mobile is your site mobile friendly? I think probably about 50% of traffic across our analytics accounts are, are mobile um, first. So we've got to make sure it's mobile friendly. C would be, is your content fresh? You know, it's Google don't want to display a site that's, you know, become a bit, a bit stagnant maybe they want fresh content they want to know that you're the leader in your industry whether that's new products new blog posts um you know downloads and insights any content that you think your customer is going to get the most from um so that's important so we've got yeah site so site speed um mobile fresh content and then i think the fourth important one is, is, is security so making sure that you, you know your site's secure it's a there's still sites out there it, it baffles me there's sites out there that don't have ssl certificates yeah um, a very basic um you know an easy thing to implement so those would be my four you know core areas to look at um but across you know in terms of sort of going a bit more granular it's um you know i think it's still the approach of on-site and off-site seo um on-site being you know the general housekeeping making sure you've got your your keywords and content is is basically profiling around the keywords you want to be known for um, in, in a nutshell. And obviously offsite, you know, things like link building um, is, is, is still a massive factor. It's not like, you know, years ago when you could just have lots of, you know, rubbish directory links. It's more about having quality links from, you know, authoritative, you know, sources basically. Um, yeah. We've got a, another garden company I, I was talking to yesterday, a garden, you know, related website. Um, and, and yesterday we were talking about you know where they can get backlinks from, um, and there was some really nice sort of magazines that they'd partnered with in the past that there, there was potential for backlinks from those authoritative domain names. Um, so that, that, that's one part of it. Um, link building and citations, I think, is always going to be there. We're always going to need it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a, a yeah a, a very quick basic overview. It's it's so interesting because so many people ask us about SEO and they think they can just pay someone for a one-off bit of SEO work and that's going to help them rank forever yeah which which we're constantly saying it's it's an ongoing thing I mean you referenced having that fresh content it's so important that people people have someone look after their SEO who knows what they're doing and knows that it it's not just I mean there's some back end as you say tidying up bits that you can do as a one-off project but to really keep you up there you need that ongoing content going out there don't you you do and i think you know a good example is 
um, a business we were, I was chatting to yesterday, their keywords um, list has changed. You know, the business has changed. Mm -hmm. Whether that's a result of, you know, the business has just naturally grown that way or something like, you know, COVID-19, you know, that's probably going to change a lot of businesses and how they approach things. So I think it's an ever-going thing. Google are always moving the goalposts. So you've yeah. got, and, you know, there's always new technology coming out and, you know, that's changing the way that websites work and how, you know, end users use them. Um, you know, maybe voice search is, is something that, you know, we haven't really explored and we, we need to. Um, but again, you know, voice search is, you know, it's to find results for someone doing a voice search, it's going to be crawling content. So I think yeah. content is always king. And I think it's going to be that way for, you know, a long time. It's also interesting you touched on the um, the website speed and the, the device, mobile device first friendliness. And that's, that's critical for, for PPC performance as well. It's something that people don't even associate with with their PPC accounts. But Google rewards the people that have a well-optimized website for, for mobile and that have a fast website. And people pay more on their Google advertising if they're not optimized for these things. So it's it's really important that people are thinking about this. Yeah, I think yeah. it just I think it just boils down to trust. At the end of the day, I think mm -hmm. if you have a website that people can land on quickly, that gives them exactly what they're looking for, you know, in that right moment, um, not only you know, Google will look, they'll they'll kind of smile on that, and uh, you're you're giving because you're giving the end user. Uh, all the reason to continue to use Google as that platform to find answers to their questions. And um, it's something that ties SEO and PPC together because at the end of the day, what are we attempting to do? Well, SEOs are attempting to make sure that businesses are being found for queries. What's PPC? It's the same thing. Mm, yeah, yeah, very much so. I think it's um, one of the things we... Um, I think we've worked on recently is um, someone asked the question, you know, how should we structure a category page on an e-commerce site? You know, do we have lots of keyword rich content at the top of the site or, you know, where do we put it? Because that way, if you have a lot of text at the top, you're pushing your products, you know, further down the page. So what we suggested was, you know, have some strong keyword rich content at the top, but only sort of a minimal amount and then move your kind of FAQs and, the kind of lower priority content down to the bottom because you've got to have that balance of yes it's seo friendly but is the customer going to be able to navigate through the product and, and click to buy i think you've got to have that balance yeah there's nothing worse than a landing on a keyword stuff page and just not knowing where to go and just going i can't i can't find the product i'm looking at. i can see all the words but i can't find what i'm looking for yeah definitely i think that's that's an, that's an important thing as well it's People are very savvy now, and they can they can recognise pages that are over optimised. It, it doesn't read well for for the, for the end user. Let's get into this. Let's take it back to you again. Obviously, as someone that's been in the industry for a number of years now, uh, you've worked in web design, SEO. You know, you've pretty much done it all uh, in your time as a digital marketing professional. Mm. So, with that in mind, what are the most important and valuable lessons that you've learned over your career? You know, what what's been what have been your biggest triumphs? What have been your biggest frustrations? And how have they all played a part in in helping you? essentially learn your career lessons? It's a good question. I think um, certainly in this in this role, you know, I've been at, at Technic um, two and a half years now, coming up to three. Um, I think it's 
I think it's have have good people around you, and and trust them to basically you know carry out the tasks that they, they they've got. Um, I guess a classic example is we're never really going to do PPC in house. It's a different ball game to what we're we're used to, and that's why we we bring you guys in. So that's one example. I think we've got good people in our team at Technique. You know, we've got content and SEO guys. We've got um, good developers and, and also good de good designers. And I think it's I'm quite unique in the sense that I've had a bit of everything throughout my digital marketing career, and I think it's it's allowed me to appreciate you know when someone's really got a skill set that you've got to utilize that and if someone specializes in something you know let them do their thing let them let them be free and kind of you'll get results naturally if, if you do that so that's um i think yeah i guess it's it's, it's delegate delegate sort of tasks to the people that know what they're doing mm, so important I mean, we, we we have it here as well lawrence where yeah. we've got people who are who love just going through all the numbers mm. and finding finding those key bits and then we have people like Johnny who who have a, a talent for writing and his his ads that he can produce yeah um and he's always superior so <laughs> we always go get Johnny to have a look at our ads probably got to give a, a shout out to Johnny actually because he's been um, he's been brilliant on some of our campaigns recently um yeah. know, some of the ideas he comes back with he's you know he's an asset to the team yeah. He's he's a top top guy. Um, yeah. and we need to get really, him on the show, don't we? <laughs> we do, yeah. we do. But uh, his uh, his creative um, approach to he just gets it. You know his ability to create ads that attract and uh, get that engagement. Um, he's one of the best at it for sure. No, he's good. I, mean, I think you know clients have seen that as well. I think a few people have mentioned it's changed um, on a, on a few accounts where he's put his touch on it, and it's gone yeah. through you know, good to really good and it's only going to get better. Yeah. But it, it is just common because in the background, we've also got Bella doing all the mm -hmm. the really nitty gritty number stuff and she will spend hours and hours <laughs> trawling through the bids and making sure that we're, we're bidding the right things as well. So it's like you say, just finding, finding the unique skills in everyone and the things that they enjoy doing. It's always the things that people excel in, isn't it, generally? Yeah, I think, I think that's a, you've touched on a massive you know an important factor there is i think you have to enjoy you know what you do and it, it and it, you know i'm not one of those people that gets to sunday and you know i think oh it's monday morning we've got monday can i get it so i've never been like, and i'm very fortunate to be like that and i think i think you guys are the same certainly the guys at technique it, it, we're all friends you know we get on outside of work and i think that helps because we get results for for clients when we're you know in work lawrence you mentioned uh voice search earlier mm. um but what what do you think the future of SEO looks like? I know it's really difficult with Google forever changing things, but if you had your crystal ball, what would you say SEO would look like in, say, five years? Oh, God. Um, I think it's going to be, it's always going to be focused around the content, as we said earlier. So mm -hmm. I think for me, the, the process at the minute is, is, is never going to go away. I think it's as long as you're, like Michael said earlier, as long as you're giving the right things to to the users and if we're driving all this traffic and they're landing on the site as long as the content is is right and the product or you know service offering is is correct for what they search for i think um it's always going to be based around that in simple terms um i don't think there's anything new coming out that makes you think it's going to change the seo industry massively um i think the basics are all going to be there your on-site optimization your off-site um sort of 
um, outlook on things. I think it's all got to be in place. Um, voice we're obviously going to look at, but again, I, it, it comes back to content again. I don't think we're going to move move too far away from that. Do you, do you think Google will continue to reign supreme? I know um, obviously Microsoft and Bing, they've been trying to, to grab a share of that market for a long time now, and it, we've seen it go up a bit. Do you, do you think Google will forever be the number one? I think it's hard to say for everything. I think if you look at things like social media, you know, when I when I was there, started using social media, there's things like obviously MySpace and uh, what was the one? Bebo. Um, Bebo, yes. <laughs> you know, and, and you know, at the time, you think, oh, MySpace is going that's going to be here forever. But then, you know, fast forward to 2020, and Facebook's still, you know, leading the way. And it's um, so I don't know. I, I think. Um, it is very strong. I don't know what the stats are. Obviously, we can look across some of our accounts and work out how much traffic sent, is sent from Google. For me, it's always a, a massive, a massive amount, and we don't tend to spend too much time looking at, at Bing and, and the other search engines. But yeah, it's all it's all Google really. I think um, the scary thing is you you know my my nan uses the phrase you know just so. If she's doing, if she's saying that, it's um, it's scary that people are going to be googling it forever. We've got Anala agreeing with you here. <laughs> <laughs> she's always wanted to be on the podcast, and today she's had a moment. <laughs> Our head of woofs. Head of woofs. <laughs> doing what she does. <laughs> All right, so Lawrence, let's end this great conversation on a high here. Um, you've been approached by someone and they are bringing a problem to you. They need more traffic to their website and uh, they're looking to improve their organic ranking. What free tips would you give to that person to help improve their business organically? Free tips. I think make sure the website is, you know, in a strong position, both design-wise, um, UX and I think the four things we touched on, you know, is it fast, is it secure, is it mobile friendly? Um, I think once you've got that foundation, that's the, the main thing. And then for, is it, from an organic point of view, is, you know, make sure that, you know, we, we get that keyword research correct at the start. Um, I think one of the approaches that we have is don't just go for the highest volume search terms. I think there's, you know, a, a good example is a, you know, a client recently, um, selling garden composters if um you know although that's a term we can definitely get them at the top four or, or on page one um i think you know why not go for you know um someone might be looking for slimline garden composters or um green garden composters so you by having that kind of long tail keyword that's that's what i mean about making sure your keyword list is kind of focused around a much bigger sort of a, a wider view on things um, so that would be, you know, important. Um, so organically, yeah, make sure it's your site's good. You've got, you know, the keyword list is right for the business um, to make sure that you're getting the right traffic. Um, I guess another good example of that is one of our other clients that, you know, they sell safety gates. You know, we don't want to be named for, you know, dog safety gates or children safety gates when actually it's it's a completely different audience because their safety gates are for, you know, within a business environment or a factory environment. So yeah, make sure your keywords are correct, um, and I think I think allow for allow for time. Review things frequently. I think that's important. You know, we do reporting each month here, and we give clients a you know a good summary of what's what's working, what isn't working, and, and what we need from them. I think is important as well. Um, 
just just going back actually Becky to what you said about um you know what's going to be important I think video is is becoming huge now and we're seeing more and more kind of particularly with YouTube being owned by Google that they're in, they're including videos in more of their search results um you know if it's again we do a lot of garden sites so a lot more examples of garden based <laughs> you know if someone's looking at, yeah how to install a you know a water butt if you've got that as a video um, and you and the title is you know how to install a, a water butt and it's optimized and linked to your website you know there's a good chance it's going to show up and i think people prefer video now they don't want to read a you know although we say we need content i think video is a, a quicker way of delivering content to people Absolutely. yeah well it's um i mean it's a it's a well-known fact that youtube is the second most visited search engine most used search engine of you know other than google so it's it's yeah. google owns it google's one and two um yeah. and uh, yeah i mean if we think about how we are in our everyday lives you know if we have a problem and we need that problem we need some visual aid um, for that problem, what do we do? We go, we go to YouTube. You know, for example, um, here one of the things I'm absolutely terrible at here uh, at Digital Gearbox, and I'll put my hand up and I'll say it is uh, com coming up with custom variables um, for some of our tracking solutions of Google Tag Manager. So mm. what do I do? I just go to YouTube and I'm just like, okay, uh, remind me, refresh my mind. How do you set up a custom variable? And yeah. uh, all of that information is there. So whenever we've got a problem. Uh, yeah, we can go to Google. We can type that out. But now we know if we go to YouTube, we will get a visual, uh, yeah. visual demonstration and guide on how to do that. So if you're a business and you you have a service or you have a solution to a problem, it's a no-brainer that you would be making video. Yeah, yeah. I think it's something we need to do. Um, we've got a couple of clients recently have have been exploring it. You know, they're using it for social media, which is really strong. But they're also now coming to us and saying. You know, here's a YouTube video. What can you do with it? And we're now embedding them on, you know, on client sites, and you know, pulling up the transcript from the video and using that content to, you know, target keywords. And so we kind of, it's almost like the content starting, you know, from a video, and with, you know, then going back to the website to bring it in for, for SEO value. Yeah, we we love pages like that because you can do once you get someone in with the how-to, and once they had some valuable content off you you can then just yeah. re remarket to them afterwards try and get that sale or cost sale or whatever makes sense for yeah. the business that you're doing uh, yeah. i love video is that sometimes so i've i've been stuck trying to assemble things whether it's for my daughter or myself it's just yeah, yeah. quick go to youtube it's going to show me what i need to do without having to read this and the other thing as well is when you watch that video, it might be someone that you've never watched before. And now that person, you trust that person because they've helped you solve a problem. So you are now, you've basically jumped past the, you've gone from step one to step 10 and you're now an advocate for that person. Yeah. I think as well, it's helping, helping the brand profile, isn't it? If you're giving, you know, the end user what they're looking for, um, it's, a, it's a positive vibe for that brand. Yeah, it, is it something you guys have ever looked at doing for, for Digital Gearbox? We do. We've done some YouTube ads in the past. I think mm. the problem was we did it at a point where it, it was a good five, six, probably six years ago. So before video had such a strong impact. Yeah. And also people tend to come with us with a video that they want to push out rather than thinking, what do I want to achieve? And then building a, a video around it that makes sense for advertising um so kind of 
going about it asked about face um yeah. <laughs> but um yeah i mean we're always we're always open to doing video advertising i mean it's all through the same google ads platform we can do it mm. but it's always we've not had the right fit or the right right client ask us who's willing to invest in the videos yeah yeah, specific for the campaigns but we we've used video on facebook actually um so i mean we're talking youtube but video on facebook ads works really well and mm-hmm. um, we had a client a couple of years ago who um sold oak beams yeah and um the the static ads just weren't really getting much engagement and we started doing a video ad where the, the business owner was just talking about the business and his mm. passion shone through and we had some really nice engagement on that um mm. so yeah, I think especially on Facebook, um, video works really well. And yeah, I mean, the problem with YouTube ads as well is that they're so limiting. And I mean, personally, myself, whenever I'm watching something on YouTube to have the ad pop up, I get annoyed by it because um, it, it's not I, I want to watch something. Yeah. I don't want to watch this advert. So I think um, it, it's all about getting the right strategy in place for it rather than thinking I want to do YouTube advertising. It's what i'm looking to achieve and does video make sense for that yeah i don't think that um i think ads on youtube have their place they're never going to go away um i think pre-roll mid-roll uh and display advertising on on youtube can be good from that brand awareness perspective but like becky said most of the time you're just going to go piss off go uh, go daddy i don't want to see your ad go go away why do you keep bothering me um but i i think that a lot of people get it wrong a lot of people go i want to advertise on on youtube um i digital gearbox won't really go there anymore because the most effective way to use youtube is organically by Mm -hmm. having uh, a consistent stream of content that you're putting out there um youtube rewards content creators that actually stay the course and stick with it i don't know exactly how much content is uploaded every minute on youtube but i know it's a ridiculous amount i mean yeah well i think it's like 250 hours is uploaded every minute to youtube um and you know youtube is basically going to a lot of that of those 250 hours that's being uploaded every minute let's just say those are the numbers um of those content creators let's say that's a thousand content creators only one percent of those content creators are actually even going to go and make a second video so when you have uh you know a client that makes a video they've been told that they have to go make a youtube video they go and make that youtube video and then they never make another one again they're never gonna you know they might get some traction on that video but they need to try and make more because youtube will then reward that constant activity by you know pushing it out in front of people because it's basically saying i'm gonna spend my time uh, pushing people who are spending time here consistently. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you're looking to get brand awareness, you're looking to build that, um, then, you know, YouTube ads, good idea. Um, but if you're looking for brand advocacy and to drive that final kind of action, if you're looking to generate customers from a video, you need to actually develop more than just one video and go for it. Um, but there's, there's, you know, the optimization of YouTube videos as well is, uh, you know, you, you essentially, um, you know, they call them tags in videos, but really you need to kind of be thinking, uh, along the lines of keywords, you need to do keyword research when you're putting together a video. So you go to Google or you go to YouTube and you type, um, best 
gardening tips for and then you basically you do the same thing that you would do on google you, you do the space afterwards and you're gathering all of this information that google is telling you about what people are looking for and then you get content ideas from that and then you then put those keywords as tags in your video and before you know it you've actually grown your youtube channel and you know because youtube is rewarding that uh and then what you can do again i mean this is another tip is um, if you have a video that's performing very well organically, put some money behind it and push yeah. it out using Facebook ads. You know, maybe take a snippet of that video and insert it in pre-roll. Because I will say this, there are some brilliant companies who advertise on YouTube on pre-roll, mid-cred, uh, mid-roll. Um, masterclass being probably one of the better ones. I mean, very good production style. Um, but if I come across a Masterclass ad um, pre-roll, mid-roll, I'll probably watch the whole thing. I don't care. I think it's just really well done. So there is a place for it. Um, but video is definitely just uh, such a gold mine at the moment. Yeah, and I think as an SEA strategy, it's um, I don't think it's, it's been used as much as it, it, sh as it should be. Um, we're quite lucky we've got a handful of clients that, that are doing it now, and it's it's all helping you know, with the, the overall strategy. Um, so it's something we need to do as a company as well, technique web need to, to get their... Uh, things in order and get some yeah get some video content out there exciting exciting times ahead then Lawrence. yeah <laughs> awesome well uh lawrence really appreciate your time today thank you for coming and rocking right. the ppc burrito babe thank you thank um you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before before we go um what are you up to right now what are you and the team at technic web up to right now and uh where can the good people find you online sir everywhere <laughs> um we yeah we've got a couple of woo sites we've got a, a site launch next week we're in a kind of um we've been quite lucky that over over the strange period that everybody took their max home a week before lockdown and we've um we've been busy ever since so it's um it's good i think it's we're still kind of helping people transition from you know my business can't really operate at the minute what can i do online um a good example of that is there's a, an events and catering company. They've um, obviously they've been affected hugely by this, um, and they you know spun things around and they're now doing takeaway food to um, you know Leicester and surrounding areas. So it's kind of um, they're taking a, a positive out of a negative situation there. Um, so I guess a lot of our stuff is is helping people adapt. Um, you know, website their websites are having to change. Their online presence is having to change and. Um, and yeah, it's just been a really interesting time for for business, really. Um, yeah, how, how has it affected you guys, and how has it affected the, your clients? It's it's really varied. So we've had some e-commerce businesses, obviously, suddenly become very busy because people want to buy online. Well, they have to buy online. Mm. Um, so those those ones have done quite well. Yeah, and we've we've had to ramp up budgets. Think how we can best utilize them um and keep up with demand um we've also had the clients sort of in similar industries who've, who've had to cut back massively and think about how they can pivot and adjust their their offering as well um but i think what's been really positive is people's understanding of marketing during these mm -hmm. situations have, has changed a bit i think yeah once upon a time people go ah stop marketing we yeah. might run out of money but the, the sensible ones which i think 
pretty much all of our clients carried on because they recognize the fact that they need to keep marketing in these times yeah. because if they don't that is when their business is going to get into trouble yeah absolutely um, i think it's been interesting seeing that people are adding more resources to their marketing team in, in these yeah. times and i think as well from from the organic side of things you know it does take time to to climb up the google google rankings and you know if your business is needing to look strong in the new year now's the time to be you know to be actioning things yeah so important um but yeah i mean it's been an interesting time for kind of looking at the auction insights and the bidding like we've seen a lot of competitors drop off so yeah. actually it's been a little bit cheaper for people to advertise um over the last few months which is great and actually, yeah, the people that have carried on, they've they've had some nice returns just because it's less competitive, less expensive. Yeah. And um, they've got the leads lined up to start servicing now. Now we're out and about a little bit more again. So cool. It's it's been it's been really nice to see because obviously concern number one is is everyone going to be okay? Yeah. Um. And and thankfully, thankfully most of them are, which is which is nice. Yeah, I, I think that we've just um, we've attempted to do what we feel is right for our clients, depending on what their situations are. You know, we've had a couple of clients that have, you know, they've had to turn off for the time being. And that makes total sense. They've had to because they've been in, you know, that area of industry where, you know, they've been hit massively by what's going on um, by recognizing that and having that conversation and saying, okay, well, let's let's reduce what we're doing, you know, or you know, offering solutions that yeah. are different to what we've been doing before. I hate to use the word, but almost pivoting to you know to be flexible and provide that support because support has been essential right now, especially for some of those businesses that have been struggling. Yeah. And um, you know, it's um, I think it's I think it's rewarded itself. That attitude is is I mean, we're doing what we would want to have happen to us if we were in that position. And I think yeah. that's how everyone should operate, regardless of what they do for a living. Um, you know, we, we've still got a couple of businesses that are attempting to recover um, economically, and um, you know, but while while they're there, we'll we'll continue to be patient. We'll continue to provide support um, because it's the right thing to do. It's the ethical thing to do. Absolutely, and I think that's where digital gearbox and technique. Whether I think we've spoken about this before, Marcus, that approach. I think it, it you know, clients you know really appreciate that. And I think yeah, in these in these strange times, they need as much support as you know as they can get. And um, if we can do that for them, then you know it's brilliant. Definitely, definitely. Lawrence, Technique Web, you've been absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for joining us here on this chat today. And uh, hopefully this is the first of many wonderful conversations to come. I'm, I know that our working relationship is going to continue uh, past this, so that's, that's obviously good. And, uh, yeah, hopefully you'll come back for another bite another time. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Take Lawrence. Care. Thanks, Lawrence. Cheers, guys. Bye. Well, that was uh, a really good guest this week, wasn't it, Michael? Lawrence is the man. He is one of one of my favourite people to speak with. Very, very knowledgeable on all things SEO and, and website development. And, you know, the guys at Technic Web are uh, just doing an absolutely fantastic job. And it's a real pleasure to work with them on some fantastic uh, projects at the moment. So long may that continue. But, yeah, he's... he's I, I realised that we didn't even talk that much about dogs. I know, so I was about to say, and he's got a gorgeous dog. 
<laughs> so we're gonna have to talk to them again at some he's gonna we're gonna have to have him back on the show at some point we'll have a sure. dog special episode where we talk more more about oh. how the fairy creatures can be used in marketing can you imagine? Can you imagine? <laughs> Literally just a dog special. No no humans on it at all. Um, so just a lot of kind of panting and barking. Every... <laughs> I'm all for it. Uh, we, we need to give people another PPC Google Ads tip before we go off air. Do you have any, any tips or anything that we can talk about? Yeah. So this one... Uh... This one isn't directly Google Ads, but it's it's one you can use to to help with your Google Ads measurement. So this is our recommendation to utilize Google Tag Manager for implementing any conversion tracking or Facebook pixels or any kind of tracking that you need for your campaigns. Um, Well, there's multiple reasons you do it. One is that it will save a lot of dialogue between you and your developer to keep asking them to slap on code. Instead, you can stick on this one bit of code and then you've got a nice container where you can add code to it uh, without having to keep going to the to the person that manages the code in the background. The second reason is that it consolidates all the code into that one snippet on the site so it's better for lo- speed loading times on your website. It puts less strain on it. So um, from, a, from a web developer, I'm sure Lawrence will be pleased that I'm bringing this one up. Um, it's a really good... Uh, tag management system to have in place and it's free it is free and and lawrence you know people like lawrence will love it because you know they're not going to have people just chucking 58 codes at them a day and expecting them to install them on the site all you need to do is add in one global tag and then essentially we as the advertisers get to control and manage things um, ourselves really so the power is kind of in our hand we're kind of cutting out the middleman um, usually some people get upset when you cut out the middleman but in most instances people are happy the other thing that's nice about it is that you can't break the website with it um, once it's installed so I know there's been instances where people have put code on and it's caused things to display funny on their site whereas once the tag manager's on um, you can use their, they've got little um, installation wizards as such, and not wizards, but they make it really easy. They have um, templates, that's the word I'm looking for, where you can choose that it's a Google conversion tag or a cool um, conversion tracking, for example, that you just have to enter the relevant bits of code into. So it's super simple. Um, and they also have a nice little preview in debug feature so you can check everything's firing correctly, which is quite hard to do. Um, just by plonking the code on itself you have to do it it's a bit more long-winded whereas the uh the preview debugger is an awesome little feature it is one of my favorite things uh to use and um, and was a real game changer when a couple of years ago we decided to switch from uh you know the more manual conversion tracking setups that we were using at the time and, and just you know we, we made the decisions as an agency to jump straight into google tag manager and we have not looked back it has been fantastic so if you are looking to improve your current tracking setup and you don't know how and if you're not currently utilizing google tag manager try it it is an absolute godsend and it really doesn't it's not that difficult to uh get your head around either it's very intuitive and uh like like we said it's free so what are you waiting for google tag manager if you've not tried it already try it yesterday if you possibly could get into a time machine and go back to yesterday (laughs) highly recommended by us here uh there we go and that's a wrap thanks for joining us for this latest episode of ppc burrito I hope your mind and belly is filled with PPC knowledgey goodness. If you haven't already, 
please consider following Digital Gearbox on LinkedIn and also on Twitter and Instagram at Digital Gearbox. If you're a business and you require any help with your own campaigns, please feel free to get in touch either by dropping us a message on social media or by going to our website www.digitalgearbox.co.uk. So from me, Michael. And me, Becky. Stay happy, stay safe, and until next time, amigos, keep on optimising.